You're listening to Yum Cha Dai Ga, a podcast about family, community, love, future generations. Tell me about the water fast that you are doing. Mm, yes. This is the third time that I've practiced this, and the experience is liberating. In the experience of a water fast, you can open up the senses and start to remember what it is to experience the world. It's so beautiful. Tell me, how do you share your name in the world where you are? Let me know kind of how things have been going. Yes. Mm. So my English name is Blake. And I will, I've started to change the tone of how I pronounce my name now that I have new experiences. Also, the L sound is uncommon in Mandarin. Mm. So sometimes I have to break up the name phonetically. And in that case, I will say mm. and then people can understand. Then to say that when we go to a new place, we can embody a new personality. So the second version of me is when I'm hiking with groups of people, I often refer to myself as a butterfly because I'll start to feel energetic and start to dance and flow with nature. Uh, the third and final form of myself, my Chinese name that I've been creating with a friend is An Yufei, and this lightly refers to being safe in the universe. Ah. I can imagine you being there. And I love also the photos that you're capturing in your day-to-day. The butterfly is a peaceful image. I love it. How long have you been there? I know you moved during like pandemic. Yes, it's been completely one year. One year. Wow. Tell me about some of the plants and flowers and trees and other beings that you're feeling connected to while you're there. The region is more temperate Mm -hmm. and slightly tropical. So this is the first year that I've never seen snow. (laughs) From moving to Thunder Bay, where snow is such an integral part of human life, to be here, it's dreamlike. What brings happiness is that many trees here flower mm-hmm. and the flowers are nearly the size of your hand. Oh, wow. That's so amazing. And, mm, it is. Mm, to see flowers on a consistent basis reminds me of that ethereal connection we have uh, when we can see the, na- the natural world with our spirit. So some plants that I've connected to recently include one that has been brought to this country and locally it's called mu mianhua mm. and this refers to a tree that produces cotton mian is cotton ah, uh, very curious. from what i've learned is yes uh this tree is native to south america i believe and it's been brought over to asia and it's used in traditions in the holy festival uh, and here, 
people can consume the flowers as a raw vegetable mm. or in tea. Have you tried any new teas? Yeah, on that note, like any other food that you've explored? Yes, the tea is fabulous. One I tried in the city of Chengdu was jasmine tea, and it's such a lively tea. Mm-hmm. It inspires me with the color yellow. And it, it's warm, but also gives you that space to dream. Mm. And, and teas that are a little more homey are buar cha. Mm. And this one, they steep it, but then dry it again and press them together. Mm-hmm. And so you can buy a large wheel and then break off a chunk every time. This one, it has a, I want to say a heavier taste, mm-hmm. but I think the correct way is it's more earthy. Mm-hmm. So it's great for evening time. That's so lovely. You're speaking Mandarin and you're teaching English, right? Is that right? That's right. How is it to pick up the language? And can you share a little bit about learning to speak the language Mandarin and how you build your confidence in speaking and reading? What was that process like? I'll start with some of the foundations of learning Mandarin, then get into teaching English. Mm-hmm. My foundation is from Lakehead, actually. Mm-hmm. I studied one year at the university, and this introduced me to the basics of Mandarin, where I could introduce myself, say hello, and talk about what I liked. Then after graduating, I started to learn about teaching English because I wanted to transition into a job that I could do from home. Mm-hmm. And this proved to be a worthwhile endeavor since I was able to teach from home for nearly one year. And at this time, I was working for an English company that was based in Taiwan, and they offered free Mandarin lessons every month based on your contribution to teaching. Mm-hmm. So I was able to spend some time talking with uh, local Chinese teachers and learning from them. And what I find interesting is that you can learn a language from a book and recognize it, but it's dry is what I want to say. Mm -hmm. Whereas when you have the understanding that language is alive and that language can be passed from one person to the next, it gives more passion and practicality to the language because you can start to feel how people express their entire worldview through the language. I just love that you said how language is alive. It just resonates. Mm -hmm. Then to continue the story, teaching English has given me a second life. One of my biggest fears was being in front of people and speaking. Mm -hmm. And throughout this past couple months, I'm being reminded of one time that I was so afraid when I was presenting as a child. And now I'm talking to that former version of myself because I've created or I've been given the opportunity to change that. And so teaching English has allowed me to bring that dramatic side of me from my drag performances and mix it with the academic side of my life where I can be enthusiastic but also mature and conscious to share knowledge. That's really exciting. I would have not uh, guessed that maybe that you would be nervous in front of people because I also see the side of you where you perform in the drag community and 
and D and your confidence and the way you move, the way you connect with the music and people is really, it's such a delight. It's such a joy. Um, Yeah. Thanks. (laughs) Do you have opportunities to kind of share that way of moving through the world in terms of like queerness and... Mm -hmm. Uh, The queer life here is kind of the typical city urban queer life Mm -hmm. where it happens at night in one small little bar, Mm -hmm. a little stage, you know. Uh, I managed to meet queer people through a badminton group. And so I started to open up the athletic side of myself and play badminton which then led me to meet some more people who are connected with drag here in China. Mm-hmm. And I was glad to see that drag is a cultural or it's an art form here in China. Mm-hmm. And there's a small bar on the 51st floor of a building where they'll bring in drag queens from all over the nation, bring in different types of dancers. And it's that similar vibe from Black Pirates where people are just comfortable being in that space and anything goes. So that's where I can find space to dance and kind of release a little bit of that flow. Nice. Yeah, I think like it's just very exciting to be able to connect and stay connected. I agree. What does the, you named one of the ways that you kind of change experience of childhood. Are there other things that you're learning about yourself by living in a totally new environment? Yes, for sure. Within the first two weeks that I moved here, because I was, because I moved into an urban environment where pavement and cement is the landscape, Mm -hmm. I was immediately almost, I had to, stop being who I thought I was and move into a body that was more readily readily aware of consistent change and development. Mm. And one thing that stood out to me most was that in an urban environment, I don't need to consider the seeds that I need to save to plant next spring. Mm -hmm. And I don't always have to watch what the weather's like because it's either raining or it's not. And if it's raining, you just go inside. (laughs) So I felt that all of my ancestral patterns of wanting to prepare for seasons ahead could take a rest. Mm. And that gave me the opportunity to open up different parts of my body to really dive deeper into the places that I have not gone or my family hasn't gone. And it's allowing me to grow, to put it simple. Yeah, a really beautiful process. Before you came to Thunder Bay, can you mention as well, just like your family, like what is your family background and some of what, like where you grew up? Sure. So I grew up on the shore of Lake Huron, or what is Anishinaabe territory. And from what I have been, or what I have received through studying is the neutral people occupied this land. My family, my dad's dad immigrated from Hungary Mm -hmm. as they were Jewish sectors. And uh, they brought with them the knowledge of planting seeds to grow vegetables. And they expanded into 
very large vegetable farms that were able to supply the neighborhoods. And that is one of the most prevalent attributes of my family today. Mm-hmm. That we grow food to share. As a child, growing a garden each summer was a, a tradition of our family. I believe that it's inspired my investigation of learning from plants further. Forever a student. <laughs> yes. Were there any other sort of messages that you'd like to share out into the world before we say goodbye? I would reiterate the importance of. Connecting with your environment. Thank you for taking time from your day to chat. Yes, it's my pleasure. That is all for this episode. Thank you so much for listening. You can find Yamcha Daiga on Spotify and Anchor.fm slash Yamcha Everyone. So, Leiga ตายกาเยมงอกอกันยัดดีลักลักคักคักไว้โอเคล่ะออมานมานหอกกันลอบุยทาทอยค่ะดอเจลิเทียงยาค่ะออจิมยังจุนจงทงทงโอยงอกา